house. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know, but we've got you covered. This is Around the House. Welcome to Around the House Pro Insider. This is where we talk about things within the trades, the building community, the design community, anything to do with residential design and construction. And today I wanted to talk about a subject that was inspired by a heated discussion in a kitchen and bath design group that I'm on on Facebook that has a lot of really talented people in it. And this got me really thinking this last week about, wow, this concept could destroy the entire industry. Now, let me start out first by making a very clear statement. I have no problem with construction unions, the carpenters, concrete, bricklayers, electrical, plumbing, all you guys, HVAC, all the union guys, no problem with that. And you have a heck of a program for gaining people access into the trade. So I love it very much. So somebody had came on and asked, should there be unionized kitchen and bath designers? And here's the difference that I see between kitchen and bath designers and other people that work in the trades. Both are crafts. Both are things that um, you can do really well, make great money. But here's the difference. When you're an interior designer, you are graded on a different scale than if you're a plumber or electrician. And it's a completely different skill set. I'm not saying one's better than the other. It's just a completely different skill set. So let me back up and give you where I see the problems with this. Design is a very objective art. In trying to take artists and put them under the same pay scale can be disastrous. Here's why. Great example, and no shade thrown on these people at all because I used to be one of them. I worked early on in my career in home centers. I worked for Eagle Hardware designing kitchens and bathrooms and made great money back in the day. If I figure what I was making back in the day with a sales and commission job at Eagle Hardware, it would equal out to be a six-figure salary today. And just because that was in the mid to late 90s. So that was a six-figure salary. And right now, you're not going to make that at a Lowe's or a Home Depot. Because generally speaking, the kitchen and bath designers, no matter what their design skills are, and you have a mixture of design skills. If you look at the big box stores, especially Home Depot, back in the early 2000s, Home Depot decided that they were going to, late 90s, early 2000s, that they had an initiative to create their own quality kitchen and bath designers that knew what they were doing. They were well supportive with the National Kitchen and Bath Association. They had trainings. They helped pay for my certified kitchen designer accreditation with the NKBA back in 1999 when I got it. So they really made that an important piece. And unfortunately, things changed. It's not the same. Right now, you can walk into the kitchen and bath appliance department 
And you could have somebody that used to be a plumbing salesperson yesterday, or they were a garden expert the day before. That's just how the home centers work. And it's just not a priority to them. So you end up getting a mixed bag within that department. You're going to have people that are out of design school, and that was the first job they could get. And now they're learning the craft of interior design and specifically kitchen and bath design. You'll have people that have loved that comfortable job of having a similar size paycheck every single two-week cycle and aren't worried about sales. They're not worried about, you know, everything else. They just want to have a fairly chill environment with no sales pressure or little sales pressure to do their job. And that is the perfect fit for that designer. On the other hand, there were people like me that didn't want that. I have some great sales skills and I sold millions of dollars of cabinets every year for many years. And I made commissions on those. So it's very easy to learn how to sell, be a quality designer and make a six figure income. Now, the issue is, is you can't put those people fairly onto the same scale. That person that's selling a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars worth of cabinets a year in a big box store should not be compensated the same as the person that's out selling two and a half million dollars in cabinets every year. No way. Two different completely job situations. And so what I see is in this conversation of should we have kitchen and bath designers being unionized? No. And quite frankly, as a designer, you will find across the country, there are plenty of design firms that want to pay you $30,000 a year, and that's all you're going to get paid. And if you have any good sales skills, you will go out and figure out what you think you deserve to be to be compensated. And you're going to go out and find the job that fits you. Yeah, I changed jobs. I worked for a number of different companies over my career in kitchen and bath design. Because I worked at a place and went, you know something? One, this isn't for me. How they run their company is not how I like to run a company or how I like to work there so it didn't fit. Or there's ones I stayed at for a number of years because I made darn good money and they compensated me well. You as a designer are responsible for yourself. And if I was to give you advice coming into your career, I would say get your job, put enough money away for 90 days worth of health insurance or whatever that would be. I would make sure that you have money put away so when you go to get that next job, you've got some cushion there. And of course, the first argument is, oh, I couldn't do that. Yeah, but you could go out and have a beer with the fringe or a glass of wine, or you could do this, you could do that. You got to make that a priority. Put it away, throw it in the bank, lock it up, use that for your in case of glass, because that, that will happen. Kitchen and bath design rooms, show they, they close down. We have recessions, all these different things. But as a designer, 
as a kitchen and bath designer specifically, if you can sell and you're driven, this might not be a 40-hour work week. This could be a 60-hour work week. But if you've got great design skills, great people skills, great sales skills, you should be making $100,000 a year right now, period. If you're not, you might be getting underpaid. If you're making 30, you might want to look around because I think you're underpaid. But as far as continuing education, I will tell the designers out there, spend as much time on your design skills honing that as your sales skills. Because if you want to go out and make money, this is a sales position. And I know I offend a few designers that way. But if you don't have good and good enough sales skills to go close a deal and get a design fee retainer or a deposit or however you work, all you are is another starving artist drawing pictures every day with no clients. So you should have high quality sales skills, high quality design skills, know your craft. And that's a six figure income. Because you can do that in this industry. Now, I know some people, I had uh, had a few uh, discussions with this group. You know, one person had said, well, they didn't really want to have, that they thought people should be able to talk about their salaries. I agree. People in the industry can talk about their salaries all they want. I think it's unprofessional to do that within your own building. If you're talking to the person next to you, maybe they're a better salesperson than you. Maybe they sat down at the boss when they got hired and had a more convincing argument of why they should be paid more. And you know something? They deserve it because they made that argument. And if you're making 20% less, you need to realize that you left 20% on the table and the next time you go to negotiate, you got to do a better job. And I know that sounds a little cold, but welcome to the world we live in. If you're in sales... You undersold yourself. Are you doing the same thing to your clients? Are you underselling them to get them on price where they wanted something maybe a little bit higher quality and might have been disappointed when everything showed up on the job site? Those two correlate pretty well. Because I tell you what, the one thing in design that if it makes you uncomfortable will be your Achilles heel is talking about money. And that's going to be one of those things, whether it's your career or your project, it's that same uncomfortable that's going to leave money on the table, which means you're either not bringing it home from your employer or you're not bringing it home from your client. And that's how that works. And in the end, the biggest goal is tied for first having a happy client and putting enough meat on the table for you to survive. So you've got some money in the bank and have a good, solid career. All right, everybody, that's my little rant on the design industry and how people get paid out there. If you have any comments or questions, hit me up over to roundthehouseonline.com and you can send me a message over there. And uh, tune in to the radio show this weekend on Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B. We've got a little mix of a best of mixed in with some new content 
because it's Labor Day. So happy Labor Day weekend coming up. Enjoy it. We're taking a little time off ourselves uh, as well as uh, Caroline's doing a little cleanup because she is in New Jersey and our thoughts and prayers are to all of you in the Northeast and the South that have dealt with the hurricane damage and are continuing to deal with the hurricane damage. All right, everybody, I'm Eric G. And thanks for listening to Around the House. Around the House.